Uh, it's Ray from Body Compass and and Brad. Yeah, we've got a lovely guest today, an old good friend of mine, less of the old, obviously. I was just about to say less of the, of the old, old. <laughs> very good, good stuff. very <laughs> very good friend of mine, uh, very talented, um, wonderful Marte McKenzie. Um, right, Marte, it's brilliant to have you on the show tonight, and yeah, just. Introduce you yourself. No, you're welcome. And thank you for having us. And um, just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself as well. Um, yeah, so I am Marte McKenzie. If you're from Manchester, then it's McKenzie. Um, I'm a bit of Manchester. I'm, I'm a singer, um, actress. I perform, well, not at the moment, but I am in the cast of The Lion King in London, um, playing the role of Shenzi. But obviously right now we are locked down and just waiting for news of when we're going to open back. But um, yeah, so that's what I do. Theatre, sing, dance, act. Brilliant, brilliant. And I know people are probably listening thinking, why have we sort of like got a singer, actress, dancer on the show when we are sports scientists, nutritionists and therapists? Mm -hmm. But it's quite relevant and it's really important because it matters. It matters hugely. Um, in terms of, you know, how focused you have to be mentally, mentally strong, physically strong. Yeah. Nutrition, nutrition's got to be on point. So just give us a little insight on people out there that don't know that actors, singers, dancers, well, they should know, have to have all these elements on point anyway. Yeah, no, 100%. Because the thing is, especially with theatre, it's a very demanding, um, it's a very demanding part of the arts. I mean, obviously... You know, there are other there are other areas of the arts that are equally challenging, but to do eight shows a week and mm. have to be a hundred percent every night, you know, if you think about shows like The Lion King where some of the tickets, some of the regular price tickets are like two hundred quid and people are coming to see you perform and even if you're knackered by show number five, you know, you yeah. still have to be on. And so nutrition sleep there's so many factors that have to be you know you have to you have to be disciplined and i think that shows mm. especially nutritionally and also for fitness lion king is super demanding with the costumes and the weight of the cost- up from where we left off because okay. still got, that bit's all been saved so uh yeah heavy costumes nutrition's important <laughs> yes that, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at yes um yeah so Right, hang on. Let me just get comfy because I'm just all crunched up on my bed. Right. Um, yeah, so nutrition and fitness and good sleep and everything like this is so important, especially when you're when you've got the demands of like a West End show and you've got like eight shows a week, two mm. two show days, um, you know, and you're already kind of sleep deprived as well. So yeah. it's just really important to stay on top of like for me personally, even when I'm not on stage, I'm in my dressing room stretching, rolling, Pilates, this, that and the other, because it's the kind of show we've got heavy, you know, we're wearing heavy stuff. Um we're in positions that we wouldn't normally be as a human being because we're bent over as a zebra or a hyena mm. or a or giraffe or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. like, Keeping yourself in shape and keeping yourself physically strong is super important. Um, and I make sure that I stay on top of that at all times just to get me, you know, to get me physically through it. You know, the and contracts I- are a year. 
So, you know, you how much do they support you in that though? In the sense of, do you do that off your own back or are you told, right, you need to be doing this? I do it off my own back. I mean, the thing is we're all professional performers. So we, we all should know what Mm. it is we need to personally do. Um, Mm. Like at the start of the day, like when we get to work, we have a vocal warm up. So that's something that is compulsory that we have to do as a cast. But once we've done that, it is our own responsibility to look after ourselves, whether it is, you know, steaming before you perform, you know, steaming your vocal cords before you perform or stretching or whatever it is you need to do. Um, Mm -hmm. It's for us to do that. And we, and as professionals, you know, we should, I mean, I'm sure you'll get people who are like, you know, young and fresh and got all this elasticity in their body. They don't need to do anything. But (laughs) me, as you know, more mature performer, shall we say, um, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I have to stay on top of stuff. I don't bounce back as easily as, um, you know, injuries don't seem to, just, you know, bag of peas don't cut it anymore for, for me. So, yeah. No. Starts to take time, yeah. No, it would, does. You, would you say you found that um, love for fitness through the fact that you had to had to do it because of your job? Or was it... No, I've, I've been into fitness since, probably since I was like 12. Um, oh, really? Even, yeah, even at school. And you how know, long you in um sort of all your performing arts i've been performing professionally since i was 11 i'd say well my first my first like recording contract i had was with chrysalis records when i was 12 so i was really young doing it but i um but yeah no like my love of fitness and well my performing arts love started from like a really young age from you know the usual girl thing where you want to go and do ballet and all of that so I was doing all that from like age three and my mum you know she's single parent but she supported me like 100% in what I wanted to do and took me to classes that she could afford to take me to and just you know nurtured that um, which was great you know my mum's from a performing background herself as well so I think she yeah she she got it and she has been really supportive but yeah the fitness thing I, I I remember like at school in break time trying to get rally up some friends to come and do like an aerobic thing with me like come on let me who wants to do some aerobics i you know i just i've always loved it um and my my late auntie she um was like a personal trainer fitness you know in in manchester she trained everyone trained the celebrities and that was her thing and i used to go to all her classes and i was like this is i just love i think it was her love of fitness that i that sparked my love of it as well and going to her classes and her, you know, her then boyfriend making her like a step box out of wood, you know, before step was a a thing. Um, So yeah, yeah, I've always been into it. It's just a part of my everyday life, to be honest. Mm. What do you kind of think now, Mel and Marte, what you sort of know now in terms of keeping your maintenance to perform like mm-hmm. grueling shows now compared to when you first started out do you think it's evolved or like have most performance evolved and right i've got to change i've got to start using more foam rollers and things like this or they kind of just they don't know and then they kind of everyone does their own ad hoc kind of maintenance of their bodies and keep it on point yeah, I think you know what it is as well. I think because if you come from a background like my background is dance, so when I yeah. went to university, I was that was my major was dance, and I think if you have that foundation anyway, then it sets you up. But I think if let's say you're you know you're an actor or whatever, that discipline or what yeah. you might need to kind of look after yourself, it, it's you know it's it's a it's a different it's a different field, and I think 
yeah just from that dancing background you you already have that knowledge of your body or what your body how much it can take unfortunately sometimes as sports people like yourselves or dancers sometimes we personally for me as well I like that feeling of you know when you've worked really hard like physically and you feel a little bit mashed you know yeah Yeah, of course but not anymore because I I mean I love that feeling but I think as I've gotten older and and like I say with having eight shows a week rather than just you know doing like a tour where you're doing a week off and a week on I think more so now it's like it's all about body maintenance like Mm. and not having an injury and then going oh my gosh I'm gonna start um gonna start doing this now it's like you shouldn't wait until the point of injury before you start looking Mm. at your physical self yeah Yeah. and you know I've I've been guilty of that you know I've been in you know I did stomp for 12 years that's a very hard show very demanding very impressive I remember watching that in music GCSE oh really oh loved it yeah I absolutely love that show like the end that you see what I'm saying that feeling of feeling like everything's like left on the table and then you feel physically like that's what stomp is like i absolutely adored it but it's hard on it again it's hard on the body different to lion king but it is hard on the body but i think it's not until you get an injury for me personally because you take your body for granted you know you take it for granted until you have some injury and then you're like ah okay i should have been looking after myself you know i could probably you know at 20 hit it hard not have to you know feel all right about it bounce back from something whereas now it i've had in i've had injuries you know i've had injuries during my mm. time in lion king during my time in stomp and i think that's why now i'm really all about looking after my body and that goes down to you know nutrition as well um so yeah how do you deal with an injury do you just crack on with the show still i cry is it really the show, no, show I, must go on or do you i cry it's one of those because there's certain times where you feel a, you know you feel a niggle or a pain and you're like um, that's not an injury i'm just I'm just a bit overworked i would be all right bit of yeah. rest bit of foam rolling but when you when it is an injury like i had um an issue with my back last this time last yeah last year and that was like, okay, I needed to be signed off. Um, and there was a lot of rehab that I needed to do. So yeah. something like that. I did try and get through some shows. And then I was like, oh, there's something there's something more going on with my back here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So some, it, de- it depends what it is. Like, we know how to work through pain. Dancers and stuff always have done that. But, yeah, if it's like you've properly you know mashed up yourself you need to you need to rest you know you need to rest and do your rehabilitation as well what what do you think like in terms of because i mean basically being a a theater performer in dance is that's basically and those amount of shows is it's basically the equivalent of a team gb track athlete they're training (laughs) those it's 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 not far off or anyone playing elite level sport so it's yeah. quite a demand. It's high impact on the joints. It is. So it is. Yeah. do you think that, I don't know if there is, but the likes of, not I'm saying that Brad and I would be doing it, but mm-hmm. if in within that industry they had on hand, they must have nutritionalists, um, sports therapists, 
sports science would even help with it mm-hmm. yeah i mean it would be i mean i think every show has their own you know setup and stuff so mm. i think it would definitely help because there are young performers as well coming straight from you know college or whatever who you know you're still learning stuff as you go and it's one thing you know once you get into a show which is even more demanding your body isn't used to that and I think having somebody on hand we we personally don't have but what we do have um, at Lion King is that we have a physio that comes in like in-house physio and then if you need any you know if you need anything that's fine so we have you know we have physio on tap when we need it um, but I definitely think having someone like on site would be fantastic for performers mm-hmm. and you know I think every performer would 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 enjoy doing that and having somebody there and even just even things like you know, knowing the best time to eat before performing, you know, before yeah. you go on to get your sort yeah. of, you know what I mean? Even even stuff like that, I think would be really mm-hmm. helpful as well. What does a typical day of eating look like for you? Um, I'm a funny one, you know, because I tell you what, I, I have this bad habit of when I, it's not really a bad habit, but when I eat, I like to, like everything's been done or the house has been tidied and then and I can sit and enjoy my food. So if that means it's midday or even one o'clock, two o'clock before I've actually sat down and eaten. So you could say I skip breakfast, but it's not even a case of skipping breakfast because ne- I've never been, I've ne- but you know what, I've never been like a morning if anything, I'd wake up and have a banana, but I've never been like a morning breakfast type of person. It's normally midday is yeah. when I feel ready to ready to eat. Um, yeah. But brunch, yeah, no. brunch, yeah, like brunch, brunch, yeah, brunch, yeah, like brunch, brunch and prosecco. Yeah. Well, well done about the prosecco. I'm not sure about that. I'd never get off the couch. I'm light. I'm a lightweight. But um, no, like on a show day, if I've on a show day, I had to find my way really because when I first started the show, I was eating at like 11 p.m. You know, I'd come home and I'd be starving and I'm eating dinner. Well, that would be your first time you eat. No, PM. no, but I mean like after, exactly. after work. Could you imagine? How would I get through the show with no food? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not... sorry, you shocked me. And I was like, you were joking, right? No, 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 no. No, but, you know, it was just finding the right time to eat before going on stage, finding the right time to eat after finished work because I was just finding, you know, finishing work, coming home, being starving and then having like dinner like proper dinner I'm like no or just guzzling down like a bag of cashew nuts and then going to bed so now I've kind of well not now because I've been at home but I now kind of have my main dinner before I go to work definitely do you know what I mean I have my big dinner then and then I'll have like another little something during the interval because second half of the show I'm not doing a lot in the second half of the show so that means when I come home in the evening, I'm not yamming food at 11 <laughs> at night. Yeah. You know, I'm just having... Do you not get spoiled, though, after doing such a heavy performance, mm-hmm. you know? Surely, once you finish that, I'll, if I got home, I'd want to eat. So, I mean, I'm a big foodie anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a big foodie. <laughs> but I'll, I'll normally, like I say, I'll have some more food in the intervals. So the interval's like 9.15, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nine o'clock, so I have more food then. By and what kind of food you cook like a snack or like a small No, I probably have? have like I mean I do love my hummus and my oat cakes. 
or love for me have that or i do like my lentils and whatnot so i might have you know like some lentil dal or some soup or something um yeah so yeah i figured it i figured out figured it out now but it took me a while to kind of work out when the best time to eat and not eat too much that i'm full on stage and feel sick whilst i'm bent over as a hyena Mm -hmm. vomiting on stage (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah how much training actually goes into one show? So, for example, if someone gave you a whole, a brand new show mm-hmm. you've never done before, yeah. from start to finish, how long? I mean, I obviously it probably depends on the scale of it, but typically, yeah. How much, how much um, well, with Lion King, it's six weeks, if I remember rightly. Yeah, six weeks rehearsals, and I think it was the same with Stomp. I mean, Stomp works in a slightly different way, but I, I think we did about five or six weeks of training um for that show but yeah six weeks and then you should be ready to go if you're not ready to go i guess they wouldn't put you on if you you know you weren't ready but by that time you you're you know by that time you're ready Mm. so six weeks for for us so how mel if you're just quickly sparks on my mind how do you kind of like i know i'm a parent myself um just sort of trying to organize the training the nutrition, just how do you mentally keep focus and organize all that around it? Question as well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so you know what? Like when the kids were at school pre-COVID, mm. I would in fact I wouldn't even really do any of my like training or anything in the daytime. I like I say, when I once I got to work, I would do my vocal warm-up with the cast and then I'd be in the dressing room and then I would do everything i needed to do at work so that yeah. in the day when i'm at home yeah. i can actually just relax my body i mastered the art of like having siestas as oh my god i can literally fall asleep anytime now i could never do this but now i'm like kids go to school drop them off come home watch a bit of coronation street and then i have my little siesta pick the kids up and i'm pretty much i do all of my you know pilates yoga and everything once i get to work i just have the daytime to rest just rest my body rest my mind maybe do a bit of yoga at home just to you know relax and meditate but once i get to the theater that's when i literally from the minute i get there till i finish the show i'm doing something stretching rolling pilates whatever it is so yeah really i mean we spoke to uh and he mentioned Olympic level of rest, mm. and that's kind of sounds like what you're doing. Yeah. It's like you're it's not like your training is Olympic level, your rest is you're very disciplined and focused, yes. and things like that. Have to again, is that yeah, is that part of your job then to rest? Yeah, that, listen, um, I got it. Mean, is that like driven? Is that drilled into you from the job no, that you have to be that or again, is that on you? It's not, no, I think for me, like being a mom of two. I don't have the luxury of sleeping in, you know, finishing the show, coming home, going to bed at whatever the time is, and then wake up, sleep, you know, just sleeping in. So for me, once the kids are at school, it is my time to rest, you know, because I know what the vigors of the show is going to bring to me in the evening. So it's just something, and it's something that I've kind of had to learn to do because. I'm a, like, naturally, I've always been a very energetic person. I'm, I'm a very energetic person. But it's like now finding those moments 
to have time to relax, whether it's meditation or whatever it is I need to do, but just to be able to yeah. switch off because, like I say, I don't want to go into work and then do a 50% show for those people that have spent all that money on their t- their family yeah. ticket, you know, yeah. saved up the whole year for family tickets. I want to make sure that when I'm on stage, I'm, I'm doing and giving the best I can. And if that means I need to rest in the day or have a siesta, I ain't going to feel shame about sleeping in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's incredible though. That's amazing. You know? Yeah. Just going back yeah. to the seat, like just, I think that um, like I've, we've had guests on our show before and then talk about, um, you know, when you're competing at a certain level or training, people mm-hmm. don't like to rest. That's kind of like a, people see it as a sign of weakness. They don't, you know, yeah. they say, I'm having a rest day, but I'm going to go and run 10 miles or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And they can't see, but they don't realise the the detrimental effect it could have by not, when you're training, yeah. working at your level, yeah. how it can affect not just the body, the tissues and the muscle, but also yeah. it can affect also sleep's been shown in research to affect your mental health in terms of depression Mm -hmm. depression as Mm -hmm. well and that's going to also affect your overall mood so your performance if you're not if you're feeling irritable from having no rest you're not going to perform to the best of your ability as well yeah no that and and that's the thing i think um you know we've all you know i've done it myself you you know you push your body to certain limits or you know you you like that feeling but then once you start getting injury after injury after injury and then you're like okay i've i've gone too far with it my body and like you say it's not just physically it's it's mentally as well yeah um so yeah it's knowing when to go do you know what and and that's the thing i mean even i love yoga now you know i practice a lot of yoga but i think it's also what i need i think that's what i need for my body at this time you know um, I don't need to be pounding the pavements like I used to do, you know, like running all around, you know, London, jogging. And then my my knees were just like, actually, it this is not what you need right now for your body physically. You need to find something else. Um, yeah. And I'm, yeah. yeah, and I just found yoga just really has helped, you know. I find it's really suiting, same as meditation, mm. really suiting. And, and like, again, with lack of sleep, mm. I mean, you can, really irritable but even just being able to practice sort of meditation yoga yeah. and things like that it just has a bit more calm yeah and then and you're just not as irritable when you're exactly. asleep when you're asleep yeah exactly and i think so. when you're doing a show as well like lion king there's 46 cast members i think it is 46 or 40 wow. you know i share a room with two other um castmates but you know if your your mood your mood affects people around you as well so yeah yeah. you need to be mindful of that as well when you're going into work and we all have our days where you know we all have our off days um but it's just you want to you want to go to work happy refreshed and you know not annoying people around you for like oh my god what was wrong with her <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, right just jumping on the um nutritional um plan sort of working or sort of how you what do you follow a fad diet like a diet or do you like go along with what is out at the moment in trends or no i'm not no i don't really go with trends i think for me it's about eating healthily Mm -hmm. but not depriving yourself and i think that's something and i've had to learn 
you know, because, go, you know, being a dancer, being at university, you know, you're so aware at that age as well of, like, how you look, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you're cutting out certain foods because, well, that will make me put on weight. Or you're doing your ballet class and your teacher's like, oh, took your bum in. I'm like, my, I have I have a bum. I have, you know, <laughs> I, it's tucked in, you know. It's like, and then you think, oh, my bum's too big. Or, you know, all these things that yeah. you go through as a teenager and, you know, whatever. Um, but now I just it's all about just eating healthy mm. having mm. things in moderation and I've and I think I've learned that with age like it's okay to have a slice of cake every Saturday when your daughter's baked cake it's okay no, you, know, because, hungry. <laughs> you know as long as you're you know as long as you eat well and you you know you have exercise as part of your life I don't think it has to be um you know, like cutting out this or not eating carbs. I don't really follow. I don't follow anything like that, to be honest. Yeah. You just sort of eat what feels right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think years ago, I probably did like a cabbage diet for like a day, and I was like, oh no, hell, hell no, hell no. You know, I probably like when I was twenty or something. Some random like diet, but I mean, I did do. I tell you what, I did do. I did Slimming World years ago. Yeah. And um, and I found that really easy. I just wanted to shift like half a stone after maybe like Christmas or something. Um, but it that was actually really good. I actually quite enjoyed that and didn't find it challenging at all uh, i think i think that's that's not to do with the program i think that's your crazy levels of motivation because i've met a lot of people who join these sorts mm. of programs you do make good programs yeah. but you're just like but it's easy well do you know what <laughs> i tell you i'll be honest with you i found it easy because i remember asking a friend like what are you allowed to eat on swimming world Can, i said look this is what my diet consists of this is what i love eggs pasta and nuts were like not mm, not really it's a bit of a sin um so you know <laughs> but i was like you can eat pasta like yep yep on a green day you can have as much pasta oh as you want. I was like, oh, i'm sold i'm like i'm sold i'm sold mate but <laughs> but i have to say i did try swimming world again about two years ago yeah um and i think again it was after like the christmas you know the christmas blowout and I could, I thought, forget this Slimming World thing because I don't really eat a lot of pasta and stuff like that now. I'm really just more like eating pulses and, you know, chickpeas and all of that sort of stuff. So I actually found it more difficult this time than when I did it years ago. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, I just eat it differently now. Are you vegetarian? Um, I'm not vegetarian. Like a lot of grains and beans and yeah. all the things I like. You I'm know. not vegetarian, but I... I tend to, I mean, I'm thinking since lockdown, I've had a little bit of meat, but I, mm. I'm more of a pescatarian. Like I love fish. I yeah. just, I love fish, mackerel. Well, mackerel, I can just eat that until, you know. Same um, Really, more of salmon. salmon for me. Oh. Any of it, man. Salmon, prawn, mackerel, any yeah. of it. Um, fine tuna a bit, yeah, a bit bland, but, um, but yes. Makes my teeth Say that again. Tuna. Makes my teeth oh, go really? funny, tuna. You got like an allergic reaction yeah. to it or something. No, I don't know. I think I've just eaten so much of it. Like when I used to eat fish and I used to do like when I used to bulk, yeah. I used to like the typical teenager, I'm gonna get big. Yeah. Just eat so much of the stuff. And after a while, it's just like because you eat so much, you just notice yes. every little texture. I used to get the same with baked beans oh. as well. Hate tuna, hate <laughs> baked beans. Now. Baked beans, baked beans are just the best. <laughs> Yeah. I love baked beans. I know, I know they used to be. I and then I went for a stage. I put herbs and spices Standard. on them and was 
but good tips if you ever get bored garlic salt yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want just but oh, damn, I got bored. Yeah. Really? No, I do like my baked beans and my. I do still love my staple like scrambled egg and beans, and then I oh, season yeah. it up with you know thyme and mm. you know hot pepper sauce, all-purpose spice. Just giving it a little Jamaican flex, you know. Just a little. Gotta give it a little Jamaican. Gotta give it a little yardy flex, of course. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my my son loves that as well. He's like, "Mummy, can I have can I can I have egg and beans your way, the spicy way?" I was like, yeah. "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> so you like spice? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do like spice. Not too, not too spicy. Not so hot that you can't actually taste what you're eating. But I mm. do like spicy mm. food. But equally, you know, I like the more refined palate as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it depends what you're having. If you're having a nice sea bass at a restaurant, you definitely just want some simple, you know, simple vegetables on the side with a little bit of oil and, you know, nothing yeah. to no. you know. Yeah, you don't want any flame. Yeah, we, we don't need the, you know, we don't need the Jama- Jamaican spice on that. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, how about injuries, though? Have you been, like, how... Have you had bad injuries? Um, I've had, I'd say the worst injury that I had, well, I can't say worse because they're all bad, but um, I had a bulging bulging disc uh, last, yeah, last year. Ooh. And that just, yeah, and it just took, it. you know, I think it was the longest time that I had to have out of, of work. And, and again, mm. you know, like mentally for any performer, you want to be on stage. That's why we do it. You know, you want to be on yeah. stage. So to be out and having to, I mean, there was times I literally had to just lie on my back. I couldn't sit on the sofa because that just hurt even more because of the compression and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, the, I'd say the back, I had like a hamstring injury like years ago when I was doing stomp. But again, that was the time when I was working through an injury. So did that hamstring injury happen from doing stomp or was it outside um, of stomp? I think it was probably I can't even put it down to doing the show I think it's just years of me training and pushing mm. my body and that feeling like I... so there wasn't what there was one moment where you went N- no uh-huh. no with my knee that was like oh oh what was that and then the next day I was like okay right. there it is you know what I mean that was a definite <laughs> I felt something yeah. not right but um the hamstring thing I think was just the gradual like mm, and then it just stuck around for like a year and a half and I was like is this ever gonna mend but again that was through yeah. pushing through go, c- carrying on working through it and now I'm like did you not do rehab with the yeah, physio the yeah no we did all yeah we did all that we did all that but you know it's again it's that performer mentality isn't it like just push through keep going but I just mm. think now that I'm I'm older and I just don't want to have be plagued with something going into like later life and it just becomes an an, an ongoing niggle you know or develops yeah. into arthritis or whatever you know I just don't I don't have that same mentality anymore and I think having kids as well you know if you, your child wants to mummy to pick them up and give them a cuddle and you're like uh my back's out or my leg's out or my you know yeah. it's just not it's so interesting I mean even um one of our ambassadors Claudia same mm. thing she and Ben, her husband, both of them were like, Yeah, I just want yeah. to pick the kid up. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's a huge, huge thing. I'm hearing yeah. this a lot. And Ray's brother, my daughter, was like, Yeah, I exercise for my kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, kids. that's the thing. I don't have kids. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just motivate you guys. 
In Emil, just going back quickly to nutrition, like in terms of, do you think like, not that you should have like an in-house nutritionist or anything like, but mm -hmm. probably in terms of, especially with stomps, like high impact, high performance yeah. exercise, basically. And it's grueling for hours that someone there probably could be a consultant of some sort and giving advice saying, look, you should be having carbs probably at this certain time, this period of the half of the performance, because mm. you're doing a high, uh, high impact and, Obviously, you should be carb loading a certain, basically like marathon athletes. Obviously, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. studies and research show some carb load 24 hours before uh, in Australia predominantly, and then outside of that, mm. Europe and America, they carb load intermittent days through the week. So your right, body stores right, yeah. that um, glycogen for obviously long term endurance. But obviously, with stomps being is obviously endurance but it's explo yeah. it's explosive it's explosive yeah yeah so i mean i think that would be a great idea however you've not met met the stompers and they will do their own thing <laughs> like okay. that's, that, that's what i love about stomp as well it's like it's just literally normal walk of life people in that show and mm. so and it's a bit i i guess like being on tour with Stomp as well for like two years, it's quite rock and roll. So I think people will be like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, man, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'll, I'll eat, yeah, I'll do carbs, and then the next day they're like, "Man, I'm going, I'm going to McDonald's, man. I'm gonna, you know." Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see them like going for it, really. But um, but no, I think bunch of yeah, you know what I mean. I can't see it, but I think it would definitely be helpful. I mean, it'd be something that I know for me, I'd definitely be all over something like that. I think it depends on the individual, doesn't it? Because, mm. you know, you've got performers who, you know, there's even people in the show, like the younger, the younger lot in the show, and, you know, every break time, I'm like, oh, wow, cake, biscuits, da 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 But, you know, they're young, they're holding it down, they're fine. Yeah. So I think it really depends. I think it depends on the individual and who would be interested in that, and the rest might be like, I'm, I'm fine with what I'm doing, so... Mm. But in the long haul, would you say that, as you're saying, as you get more mature, yeah. would you find that having cakes and biscuits that's just not going to sustain no. you, is it? Like, you're not like surely everyone who's been in the business for a long time knows that they need to eat right yeah. and train right, or is that you still get the the odd person where you're like, how how are you eating that? Yeah, no, to yeah, table? totally. I mean, like. A friend of mine, like his body is just absolutely amazing. He's an amazing dancer. His body is amazing. Um, and he's like in his late 30s. But he, you know, he we go for lunch in between shows and he's like, I'm going to take this really cool place for food. And then he's like, yeah, this pizza place. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to have this in between. In between. Why? <laughs> you know, so now he'd be like, OK, we'll just get the boring food that you like, the, the salads and the, this and that. But he doesn't, he eats like, he loves a pizza or a you know a fast mm. not fast food but um yeah. some people i don't know some people yeah, eat, eating yeah, out but some people can can do yeah. that and you know and you know fair play to them but and he's you know and he's fighting fit you know he's not he's never off his injuries or anything like some people are just jammy though in it some people are literally just built yeah. like built in a certain yeah. way that they that's a bang on word for it you just sit there and I go, know. Oh. You just it's not fair. <laughs> if I could <laughs> literally, if I could, yeah. I would like fair play. Because I know it's if I don't eat right mm. for a week, 
if I have a bad week of eating, oh god, I notice it yeah, in my training. Yeah, you feel it, isn't it? You feel like, and whatnot. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But how are we doing for time, guys? Yeah. Right. Um, is anyone yeah. should we wrap this up, or um, have we got more to more questions? How's everyone feeling? Uh, I've got uh one more question. I've got one more question, and Mel. Yeah, she's yeah. Then she'll be able to get, All right, get to, the, it, hit it, hit get to her cake question? eating. So just in hit terms it. of uh, <laughs> get to the cake eating. <laughs> I don't know what I said before about the cake. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat cake. Saturday, I'm eating cake. Of course, you're going to eat cake. Um, yeah, <laughs> in terms of just following up on benefiting, obviously we know that like your work your work friend that, you know, and science has proven you sometimes there are anomalies of people that are like Hussein Bolt can eat fried chicken yeah. and break world right. record. That's just right. that's just genetics. You can't. Yeah. You can write. You can read fifty million research papers. It just will not legislate for that. So yeah. yeah. In terms of, I think like now you're much more experienced, former, and now you know about the benefits of foam rolling and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Annual therapy is what I'm sort of leading on to. So I feel where the world yeah. now, especially in Europe, we work the most hours not just in theatre but in offices in mm. we are in a yeah. year, especially we work the most hours in general so and that's yeah. and that's why we have on record uh highest rates of lower back problems and hip right lower right back, right knee. that's just a fact nhs is overloaded before even covid so i just feel mm. that what you're doing is right in terms of a foam roller is such a small tool and a bit of kit mm-hmm. having it out in your house, but absolutely yeah. so beneficial to Yeah, I think we can applaud you for the way you yeah, yeah. yeah treat your I body know, to, for keeping your joints and tissue blood mm-hmm. circulation to your muscles and your tissue really important to keeping your joints supple and prehabbing injuries as well so we like to call it mm. prehab so you're doing the yeah. business, but it's prehabbing your body from getting those injuries or being able right. to perform at a higher level as well yeah so. yeah mm. i've never heard the term prehabbing but i like that mm. i like yeah. prehab i think we, we all need prehab in our lives i mean from rolling i have to say i mean i've got a trigger point one at home and i've got in fact i've got one at work as well um but I know it's so good, but boy, when I've got to roll them quads out, ooh, yeah. ooh, awesome. Oh, awesome. inside the legs. Oh, I can't deal with the insides of the legs. Yeah, that's too much. As well, I just, I mean, I've yeah. had two kids, yeah, but I'm not even exaggerating. When I roll the front of my legs, no, yeah. so you think it's jokes, you know. When I roll the front of my legs, I can't even. I'm literally like in so much pain, so much pain. So maybe you guys can tell me what's going on with me, why it's so painful for me, like rolling the front of my. I I cry in pain with it. I can't do it. I literally stop and can't do it. I mean, like, how flexible are you for starters in the quads? How much do you? I, I take it you're going to use them a lot. You're on yeah. your feet all day, but I mean, you you tend to stretch out um, your quads, or is it more just um, to just roll them? More stretch. I mean, like I say, because I do a lot of yoga and stuff as well. But I think because of the position that I'm in with the character that I play, I'm a hyena. So I'm literally 
in squat position for the whole show. Wow. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I know like my hip flexors and all that. So it, yeah, there's a lot of load on the legs, but yeah, the phone, I know I need to like roll, 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 but painful yeah i think you possibly benefit from doing some mobilizations right right right, right so uh like kicking your bum i know like but like before a show yeah. when you have to do warm and stuff even things i don't know do that rather than sitting and holding stretches yeah. you sort of get yeah you know, no i do that yeah I, do that. I used to when i first started right. i was doing more right. stretching before the show and i was like actually no so i do do like what you're saying and then yeah so you, are you aware of dynamic yes. warm-ups yeah Cool. yeah all right okay um so we can rule that one out it could just be i mean for me my right. feet like when i roll my feet out oh, yeah, it's just a pain yeah, yeah. you know but i don't get that with my quads so you know it's it's you know different i think it's yeah. different for everyone like you say it could be even it could time. even be down Marte. So like the other anomaly could be it could be that you know water is brilliant yeah in general but yeah. in terms of high impact sport crossfit mm -hmm. so basically you're kind of when you're jumping and exploding up in the air yeah. crossfit is the same biomechanical movement without weights mm -hmm. so you're doing yeah. something like crossfit yeah. without weight so if you look into mm -hmm. that from a scientific perspective so yeah your muscles are contracting quite vigorously so yeah, that yeah. that polarization of contraction is putting a tremendous load on the muscle. So yeah. to recover, yeah. for them, the muscles are fatiguing a lot quicker because you're wearing yeah. the weight of the costume and you're exploding quickly yeah. in a movement. So water is good for hydration, but in terms yeah, of recovery, yeah. in terms of electrolytes, you're probably better off with an electrolyte drink. Right, because I don't, do you know what, I don't actually drink electrolyte drinks. I'm, I drink water. I need to up my water intake for sure. Um, is, and I drink like a lot of, you know, ginger teas and stuff. But yeah, but yeah you're probably right. Like electrolyte drinks would probably help me. So like post show, like after, it, after. Basically, without going too sciencey. So in terms of like, mm -hmm. you would have it because obviously you only have what, two or three breaks is it you have? What in the show? I don't um, know. We have one, yeah, we have one interval, but I'm not on stage a lot in the second half, so I have another little cheeky break as well. So you would intentionally, like someone's doing CrossFit or something like that, you'd probably within an hour's period, if you'd have in three intervals, you'd definitely have, you wouldn't drink the whole bottle, you'd have a couple of sips. Yeah. Before. So you're not doing yeah. it to fill up the diaphragm, to fill up your mm -hmm. stomach. And then you'd yeah. have definitely a couple more sips in the interval. And then if you get another interval before you finish, you definitely yeah. have some more then. You need that electrolyte. Yeah. The best natural electrolytes, which is higher than water, mm -hmm. is actually coconut yeah. water. Oh, we see, I do that anyway. Not not all the time, but the sometimes like when I'm at work, I'm like, I feel like I need coconut water. Like, I feel like I need that. Really, needs that. really, really good yeah. for endurance recovery. Those salts, natural salts and natural sugars, your, your muscles have lost, your body's fatigued. Coconut water all day long over normal water. Okay, okay. Okay, well, that's cool then, because I, I, like I say, I do drink it at work, but not all the time. Mm. But um, now I know that it's it's beneficial for, 100%. for that reason as well. Then I'll be knocking it back. Bananas, yeah, be good as yeah. well for the potassium. Yeah, I do eat a lot of bananas yeah. actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. Getting your bananas in. Um, and nuts, then maybe your best time could be in that interval to get your bananas yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of my 11 p.m. cashew oh. not guzzling. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that was just becoming a, a thing. It was becoming a thing, just guzzling a bag of cashew nuts on the way home. <laughs> for me, you know, yeah. always, always. Oh no, I love, love them. them. I mean, our bread but... bin is not even our bread bin now. It's a it's a nuts bin. No. Yeah, it's literally there's no. no bread in there. It's all nuts. What's what's your what's your favourite nuts? Well, my... Cashew man, cashew. There's the something. Yeah, I know. I'm upset. About, I love a cashew. Do you, do you like cashew milk um, though? Have you yeah, tried cashew I have, milk? But I prefer oat milk. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer really? oat milk because you know sometimes they, they put some weird stuff in. They're adding some kind of sweetener or I don't know or apple juice or you know some of these supermarkets are adding some extra stuff so but I like yeah. oat milk I prefer the oat yeah. milk to be honest yeah oat, oat yeah it's my favorite this I don't know why no it's really a good, nice, it's a good one. one yeah right yeah but yeah right well if where can people find you on Instagram um, Facebook so on Instagram I am Marte McKenzie which is M-A-R-T-A-Y M apostrophe because the apostrophe does throw me off for all kinds of things. The apostrophe. No, seriously, like <laughs> people are like, oh, is you, are you M Is it? Is there a spelling error? Is it? I said no. It's M apostrophe K E N Z Y. And then I get the whole conversation. Oh, I've never heard Mackenzie spelt like that before. And I, it's a whole dialogue. But yeah, on Instagram, I'm Marte Mackenzie. <laughs> Same on Facebook as well. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you. Yeah. Very much oh, for my pleasure. On. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. It's been a real insight. Well, for me, especially. Obviously, Ray, I know your um, kids and acting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's been a real insight. Good. Good. Um, yes. good. Thank you. Yeah. So, thank you. Yes. Very much. Well, well, thank enjoy you. I'm off to have some cake. Definitely. Leave us a bit. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Thanks a Take lot. Care. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye.